You're listening to St. Pius 10th Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. As we move into ordinary time, our job now is to look at the specifics of what Jesus teaches us and apply them to our lives. And this year it's Matthew's Gospel. And we'll be working through Matthew's Gospel all the way until uh, Advent later this year in late November. And so we've been working on themes regarding the seasons for the most part since the beginning of Advent. We had a very brief break uh, before Ash Wednesday. And today, I think it, what we need to kind of look at, and I think what's important as a, as a gauge check, is the nature of love. You know, how do we give? And are we in the right disposition to give well? Because when you come down to it, the heart of the Christian vocation is to give yourself totally, and in that giving, it be in love. Love meaning seeking the good of another. And so when we think of love in its very general way, the world would define it as a feeling, an emotion, a chemistry, and those things are all good things, properly ordered. But in the end, making a decision to act and seeking the good of the other, the ultimate good being their salvation, but it's also their material well-being, feeding the hungry, giving thirst, giving drink to the thirsty, all of the corporal works of mercy and spiritual works of mercy. But in the end, Jesus taught us to love each other as he has loved us. And so in our readings today, there's a setup because we need a background in getting to the point of love. So we hear in the book of Exodus, in our first reading today, about how dear we are to God. How dear we are to God, that God has loved us from the beginning of time and has sought our good ever since the fall, ever since Adam and Eve fell, God was trying to help us out. And obviously he helped us in creation up until that point. But where we really needed to help was after the fall and sin and suffering entered the world. And so God, knowing how much he loves us and that we are dear to him, the crown jewel of his creation, sent his son. And St. Paul in our second reading today tells us about that love of Christ that while we were still helpless, he died at the appointed time for the ungodly. That would be us, the ungodly. While we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, he died for us. And he proves that love for us and his willingness to do so and giving his total life, his life both physically, but also all of his time, all his talent, all of the preaching he did, his public ministry to teach us the way to God, to reconciliation, as we talk about reconciliation in the end of that reading, that we are now reconciled to God if we do what he commands. And so we move to our gospel reading and we see a need in our responsorial sometimes with it about being sheep of his flock, where he sees the multitudes who are following him and he has pity on them. He pities them. And they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so what does he do? He gives them shepherds and he calls the apostles and sends them out. And at the end of our gospel reading today, which is where I'd like to focus for a few minutes, he says, 
to them and commissioning them without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. And so let's take all of those things together and I think there are three things, three things that we have to remember in our lives and examining our motives about how to love properly, how to love properly. And the first one is we don't measure. We don't measure. If we're called to give, we give. Jesus gave it all. We see the stations of the cross around the church every time we come in. He gave his life. Measuring is not uh, the way to love. It's kind of a holding back when we're called to do something good. I'd like to give as an example, <clears throat> many years ago, back in the old church, uh, when I was a parishioner, you know, I was just like, I would say all of you, but some of us, some of us, you know, I'd drive in, try to get that parking space and let me get, on, get out on each bayou quickly. You know what I mean? Scoot in on the corner, hang there, pray that I could get out before everybody else and, you know, be on my way. And so in the offertory, you know, I'd throw in what I had in my wallet and it wasn't much usually, uh, certainly not what I could give. But what I would do is, you know, at one point, I kind of recognized that you need to support better. You need to support better. So I made a rule for myself. You know, the rule was I had to give the biggest bill that was in my wallet. Whatever was there, it had to be the biggest. And so once or twice, you know, I'm going over and I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I forgot to break that hundred. I don't have too many hundreds, you know? And then of course, Monsignor Mouton, for those of you who remember him, uh, may he rest in peace. You know, he got me into sacrificial giving and I got envelopes and was able to be more disciplined about it. But you know, I was measuring, and, and when we think of measuring our love, it's not the way to do it in charity. I mean, there's a discernment on, on proper stewardship, sure, but it shouldn't be limited because, oh, I'm giving too much. It should be more, I'm giving what I can. I'm giving all that I can. And that doesn't apply to money, although I think that's a good example of it on my end, but it also means our time, our talent, you know, in our, all of the treasures that we have. That when someone is in need and we can fulfill it and we're called to love, we love, we just do it. Not measuring it out, not worried about self, worried about the other. And if we can, we do. That's what Jesus did for us. And so we don't measure, we don't judge the person receiving the charity. Remember Paul's reading, we were saved by Christ in his life while we were ungodly and we were sinners. And so when we think of our charity, it's like, well, they don't deserve that. Sometimes it's going to happen, or that's too much for them, or they're not going to take the gift that I give to them, whether it's time, talent, or treasure. They're not going to use it responsibly. doesn't matter. When we give our lives, it's about us and the ability to imitate Christ. And when we start judging the other, then how would we like for God to say to us, oh, you're not saved because of your sins. I'm not going to save you because of this. Obviously, we would not like that because we are all sinners in need of God's mercy. And he gave himself while we were yet sinners. And so we don't judge the recipient as being whether worthy or unworthy of it. Certainly, like I said, we're good stewards, but we do not judge them and say, you're not worthy of my love. How many people came to Jesus whose society would have thought were unworthy of his love? I'm thinking just in general, lepers, they were considered sinners, and he helped them, the outcast, those who are in need, maybe those who put themselves in a bad position. 
As Christians, we don't say, you make your bed, you lie in it. Sometimes that's what happens, but that's not our disposition. Our disposition is, how can I help? How can I help you? Lastly, one of the things that I think we have to remember is that when we give, we give. No strings attached. If we are giving with the expectation of a return, then we're not really giving at all, are we? What we're doing is we're entering into a type of contract. It may be a social contract, not a legal contract. But when we give, we give without the expectation of anything in return. Now, the proper response is gratitude from the other, right? I mean, that's a proper response, but that's not what we're expecting. And that's why we ourselves hopefully have gratitude to God for all he's given to us. But in the end, you know, good manners is not necessarily indicative of whether or not we should love. Love simply gives. It gives for the good. It gives without measure. It gives without judgment. And it also doesn't expect anything in return. And so as we move through our journey in this ordinary time period of our calendar, you know, the first thing we have to make sure is, are we loving right? Are we loving right? Are we living in maybe motives that are not pure, motives that are not of Christ, motives that do not give wholly of ourselves? Are we holding back where God is calling us to give? Such an important thing to remember because if we don't get that right, then we're always going to be basically disabled from being able to follow Christ fully and wholeheartedly and continue to grow. It's an impediment to us. And so we pray today that we're able to give holy. And I would want to mention that that is also, by the way, you know, the crux of parenting and particularly today, Father's Day. You know, fathers are called to give as Christ gave, called to bring hopefully the, the gifts of masculinity to the complementarity of mothers. We pray for our fathers in this day and age when not only is masculinity diminished, but both motherhood and fatherhood is diminished. It's so important in God's design that that love be shown to children and that children grow up in a stable and steady household. We're seeing the effects of, of that not only in our young people, that now 20 or 30 or 40 years later since this deterioration started, you know, maybe in counseling offices with the explosion of, of problems, different problems that come out. We thank our fathers for the great job that they've done. I'm the beneficiary of a wonderful set of parents. I miss my father very much. I think I told you all a few times, it's kind of funny that the older you get, the smarter your father gets, you know, even if he's not around. And you remember things that he taught you or maybe things that he said that you didn't get. Fathers never allow your vocation to be diminished. Never hold back from true love of your wife and of your children. And let's make sure that our children don't have to worry about the things that other children do. We know the truth. Christ has taught us that. We also have common sense, which the world is lacking today. Let's make sure that we ourselves stay true to the course that Christ has taught us and that we fulfill all of our vocations in the way that he himself has shown us. And in that way, we don't have to worry about the world as much on the interior as maybe just making sure it doesn't penetrate into our halls. And we pray for that. So we'll have special prayers 
after the universal prayers, after the creed uh, for our fathers and a special blessing for them on this day.